from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. The Chiefs are actually active and we have some sightings, some very exciting things. A couple of comments that we have to talk about as well. This is going to be an exciting show. A lot going on in Chiefs Kingdom. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and your host here on the platform uh, at RGR Football. How are you, Chris? I'm good. How are you, sir? I'm hanging in. Interesting day, right? Very interesting day. A lot going on in Chiefs Kingdom and uh, a lot to talk about. Uh, and honestly, let's just get started really quick. Let's just dive into who wasn't there. Uh, and I, I'm going to have to read this because there's so many names, unfortunately. <laughs> um, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Jaron Reed, Taco Charlton are missing from the D, from the D, uh, defensive line. Edwards Alaire, Darrell Williams, and Chavaris Ward were also missing. Uh, also absent on Thursday, LDT, Martinez Rankin, Mike Hughes, and Armani Watts. Uh, I want to start with LDT really quick. And you mentioned something earlier that I didn't really, I hadn't really considered. Do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's the expectation that he's going to be back, and I, I'm really hopeful because I want to see him back. Um, but one thing, as everyone starts to get a little concerned about his absence to this point, is um, I did check. And right now, I don't think Canada lets you back in. Um, I think it's a two-week quarantine nope. still if you're traveling from the United States back to Canada. So there may be a simple scheduling thing going on here where if he came in for a weekend or whatever and you go to minicamp, which is next week, maybe you can't get back in to Canada for your time off, your last time off before the season starts, that may be holding things up. I don't know if that's the case because I I would be a little bit concerned about specifically skipping OTAs because of that, knowing that you've been out for over a year, but that could very well be a factor. No, and I definitely think that you're onto something there. And one of the reasons outside of the fact that we were told LDT wasn't there, that this is all being brought up is because there was video of different plays with the Chiefs today. And Long was your starting right guard, at least in this specific scenario, looking at the offensive line. And we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it's really interesting to see all the other names that are missing. Uh, I'm not really worried about Chris Jones missing. Uh, Frank Clark and Chavarius Ward are guys that seem to be missing on a regular basis now. So you have to wonder about that. Um, I would imagine the, the Chris Jones thing, I think he's been there most of the other ones. From what I remember, I don't remember him being somebody that hasn't been there. Uh, so I think that's probably more of a, one day type thing. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, everybody has to take a day from from now and then. We saw that happen with Patrick last week. That's certainly acceptable. Um, I think the bigger concern is like the new guys, you know, and uh, you mentioned one name that stood out to me and I hadn't really mentioned it yet, but not a good day for Armani Watts to take the day off. You know what I mean? Uh, Will Parks is here and he had a day. He did. What, two interceptions, I think? Yep. Yeah, he's having he's having himself, you know, stepping in and, and in shorts. Uh, he's doing very well right now, and I think that's going to be something that Armani Watts needs to be watching because it's possible he'll lose his job based on uh, going up against Parks. Yeah, it could very well be. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about it, but again, this is just phase three. When they get to mandatory camp, let's see who's here for mandatory camp before we get a little bit nervous. Um, I don't think that it's going to be a continual thing. And maybe some of these faces, LDT in particular, might show back up. Um, Traverius Ward, uh, my guess is that that is uh, an ongoing negotiation that's playing into this as well. I don't maybe. know how you feel. Yeah, I kind of wonder if that's a contract deal. Uh, yeah. He's on a restricted 
contract right that right now this year, and I would expect that he's wanting to get paid. So uh, it's not shocking that he's not there, but uh, you would hope that he's going to be there, and you know we'll see if he shows up for mandatory minicamp. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I do want to mention to you guys, we're brought to you by Built Bar. As you can see, they got some new stuff going. We'll have more for you that uh, later in the show here. But we have to get in, I think, mostly to a lot of hubbub being made that I, I think is overblown about what PM15 has to say is his goal. We'll get into that coming up next. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are going to be back in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The promo code's locked on for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, you know, <laughs> I, know you teased, I know you teased the the Patrick Mahomes thing, and that's fine. We need to talk about it. But I just have to throw this out there. Tyree Kill, if you're listening, don't jump up against Orlando Brown anymore. I just, <laughs> I, I just want to say that. Uh, <laughs> You're not going to get the better end of that deal. Oh. Um, and the only other thing I will say about that specifically really quick before we jump into Patrick Mahomes, uh, really interesting to look at the offensive line in that video. You can tell it's Orlando Brown. It's Joe Thune, Tooney, which you, you expect. Uh, Creed Humphrey mm-hmm. is your center. Uh, Kyle Long is your right guard. And Rimmers is your right tackle. So interesting to see how that's shaped out. And also on that specific play, Noah Gray was in, not Travis Kelsey. Um, don't really think that is a huge deal, but seeing him getting snaps with Peyton, sorry, not Peyton, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, good grief. Seeing him getting snaps with Patrick Mahomes is a good sign for what could possibly be coming this season. I, I was just going to say, hey, it, it's just OTAs. Let's not get too carried away with anything. And then Orlando right. does that. Um, guys, it's OTAs. There's no reason to celebrate right now. You don't got to. They have to practice. They have to practice celebrations. Come on. We'll get to that. Good Lord. I cringed when I saw that, but I mean, you're absolutely right. Every kill just goes flying. I mean, that's what happens when you're a buck 65, right? I mean, right. And you go up against somebody that's three thirty. I mean, well, and going off of last season, he looked a lot more like that. He could literally be three times that weight. I don't know. Um, it's the man it was the man. It was definitely scary, but it fits the theme. OTAs are not anything to get too overly hyped about. Let's not do that again. But you know, it, it's okay. 
I, I, it's interesting some of the takeaways. We'll get to those in a second because after the practice, Patrick had been asked a bunch of things about some podcast that he did. Not our podcast, Patrick. I'm a little bit disappointed. Um, where he said, you know, what's your goal? And he's like, I want to go 20 and 0. This should be a non-news story to me. Everybody should be saying, we want to go undefeated. That's your goal. If you if you walk into a press conference and say, hey, I'm happy with getting 12 wins this year, something's wrong with you and you don't belong on that roster. If you're a professional football player, you should be wanting to win every single game. So I have absolutely no qualms with him saying what he said. And honestly, you're right. It's absolutely should be a non-story. But the problem is, is, is that everybody wants to make it out to be a story because now he's added pressure to his entire team and to himself to get to that 20 and 0 mark. And you know what? Here's my take, key takeaway. And here's what they need to be talking about. Not the 20 and 0. Who cares? Other than the fact that he's looking at team goals, not his own personal stats. He is trying to be a team player and saying he wants to go 20-0 and win another Super Bowl, he doesn't care about his own personal stats. Well, He didn't say, I want to go throw for 5,500 yards and right. 60 touchdowns. Right. <clears throat> um, and let, let's, let's be honest. Um, the 18-time MVP, it feels like. I know it's only like six or whatever it is when you count all the different right. things. But he comes out and says, we want to win everything. That puts pressure on the rest of that roster. That sets the expectation. Listen, the best guy in this league says, that's our goal. That's where we're going. The rest of you all got to start pulling the oars in the same direction. For a brand new offensive line, that sets the tone really, really easily. And for all the special, uh, and there are a ton of special players on here, but all the special skill sets that are on this this roster, specifically the offense, that have to compensate for the loss of, of Sammy Watkins, whether you're the rookie or the, whatever else, Everybody has to raise their game. Yeah, they do. And you said something that I want to also mention. You said something about a brand new offensive line. He absolutely has a brand new offensive line. But the more and more I hear Orlando Brown talk, the more and more I like the player. <laughs> he is sitting here telling people it is his job to keep Patrick Mahomes from getting hit. Obviously, that's his job. We all know that's his job. That's an obvious statement. But he seems to be taking it personally in it. And any kind of attitude and fire that you can have on that offensive line is very beneficial. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Well, and that goes back to the leadership thing. So you now have, right. obviously, Patrick's the leader of the team, the leader of the offense. But now the guy that has the biggest profile on the offensive line, the guy that should be the leader, the premier position on that line is the left tackle. He needs to be that leader. He needs to push that unit in particular because there is no one else. The guys that are returning – are Remmers and, you know, <clears throat> Niang who hasn't played yet and, and Wiley and Allegretti that look to be backups at this point. So someone has Kyle to Long, take the reins. I think Kyle Long has, has the ability. Yes, True. he's coming back from being off, but he was such a high, highly rated player when he was playing and he wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I do think he has that ability to step in. I do think he's already kind of showing that leadership as well. So that's another question. And, and the question is also, is he going to be a starter? Is he going to be the starter of LDT? We don't know right now. Yeah, and that is a function of, is it some, like, you know, interruption in LDT's presence? Yes. Or is it something specific to the sport? Is he not in shape? Has he sustained an injury we don't know about? Like, there, there are a gamut of things that it could be, and you're right. Kyle Long does have that potential. Maybe it's just that we haven't seen him in a presser <laughs> since he was signed or something like that. But to have, I think, the new guy – that should be the premier position in that line 
be saying the same kind of things, obviously not promising records, right. but, but putting outlandish things there that I want him not to be touched. That's a big positive overall for this team and setting the tone now in OTAs when things are, you know, when you can bump into a player, knock them over when you really shouldn't and not have to worry about it too much. But it right. does set the tone for camp and for week one and for everything that follows after that. Yeah, I still don't know that Tyreek Hill has been tackled at Harden. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. I mean, he really did go flying. If you haven't seen that video, go check it out on Chiefs Media because that was a great video. Um, you know, it's funny. I think you start looking at this team and you start looking at what Patrick Mahomes is saying. And a lot of people can call it, a lot of people may call it arrogance or cockiness or whatever, saying he wants to go 20 and 0. Like you said earlier, and this is exactly how I feel. If you don't want to go 20 and 0 as a professional football player, get off the football field. <clears throat> I understand it's almost impossible to do. I get it. But if that's not your main goal or, you know, if that's not your desire is to win every single game, then you really shouldn't be playing. Yeah, set your goal. Don't be surprised by success. Be frustrated by falling short. That's how champions get built. And there's a number of guys that are going to play into that. Some of them are rookies. You mentioned a couple of them. I think we'll get into who's doing what on the field specifically because that plays a bigger role in how they develop this roster. We'll do that coming up next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. And we recognize it's been hard to keep up with the brackets and all the new flavors. But let's remember, when it all comes said and done, there are a couple things that really stand out, like cookies and cream with 17 grams of protein at 130 calories, or almond coconut, which is one of my favorites still. And you can get a serious discount over at BuiltBar.com by using the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 50% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED15. For 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So we definitely need to jump into what you want to talk about, but it's one of the things that we didn't mention in the news that we should. Correa got cut today. Mm -hmm. Kamala Correa. I'm sorry, I can't pronounce the first name. He got cut. So, yeah, Kamala, there you go. So now you're down to two number 45s on the Chiefs roster. Just wanted to throw (laughs) that out there, keep you guys all informed. Right. Uh, I don't know what it says about the guy that gets cut for an undrafted free agent rookie linebacker. Riley Cole I, is wearing 45. I'll tell you this. Um, Kamala Correa is unfortunately a tweener. He, he isn't the, the positive side of it, the hybrid. Um, and I think it's just difficult for him to find a place. He is a pass rusher in a linebacker's body, and it's just been difficult for him. Hassan Reddick struggled for several years until this season when he put it together in kind of the same kind of thing. Um, Hopefully, I, I, I pulled for Korea. I, I liked him coming on a college. Really unique player. I hope that he that he makes it eventually. Um, that's true. And I will tell you this. The, one of the other 45s is Mike Burton. Folks, the, there is no no choice. There will be a fullback on this team. His name's Mike Burton. He's playing all four uh, core special teams plays. Caught and a couple passes. Right? Couple, uh, caught a couple passes today. You can go back and see that and listen to uh, both here on Locked On and on RGR. You can See Mike himself. He caught a couple balls today, like well-rounded, but his special teams things, he's literally on all the things that Anthony Sherman did. They will have a fullback. Just yeah, and, that's, and from what you said and, and from listening to the interview, he wants to be that guy. Mm-hmm. He saw what Sherman did, and he realizes that's his role. And it's a really smart move, I mean, honestly, because fullback is being phased out. 
So if you're not going to be very used very much at that specific position, you've got to show your value elsewhere. And he can do that on special teams. Huge deal. And he's very aware of the niche that, that Sherm carved out. And he wants to fill that role. I think he's going to do a hell of a job doing it. But I just wish he would show up like Sherman showing up to training camp, you know. Hey, it ain't over yet. You got to get a little time with Winchester and Colquitt and Bucker and, and Tommy. And see what happens. Um, you mentioned two names that I want to get back to before I forget, before we get into uh, the other thing that I want to hit. Um, Creed Humphrey and Noah Gray being on the field during that play you were talking about. Yep. They're getting a lot of looks, both of them. And I just want to set the tone. I talked about this with Seth over on RGR tonight. Noah Gray's getting looks. You can't necessarily think that he's going to be, quote unquote, a tight end too that lines up in line like Travis does and does all the things right. Travis does. I don't think. I think there's overlap. I don't think it's a direct replacement. So I'm actually excited about the prospect of having some H back role on this team. He will do that, and just the fact that he's getting looks with Patrick, I think that's a positive sign. It doesn't matter whether he's T two or T three on the depth chart or whenever that comes out. Uh, same thing with Cornell Powell. Mm-hmm. Patrick talked about him as well, saying, you know, Gray and Powell both know where to be and they're making plays. And that's what's important. And that is absolutely correct. That is what's important. Obviously, it's just OTAs. You're just in, you know, whatever you're in, I guess, basically just jerseys at this point. Uh, so you're not really hitting people. You don't really have great coverage. But if they're making plays now, it's a good sign moving forward. So it's a good thing that they have that. And, I, and I'm really excited to see how those two guys play out in training camp. Yeah, um, and Creed Humphrey getting pretty much all the snaps with the ones, as I understand it. Um, that is exactly what I expected. <clears throat> Nothing against Offen Blythe. Um, he's got experience. He's a veteran. He's just not the same type of player. I think he's better at power. I think he's better in the run game than he is in the pass game, and I think they want Creed to be the center as well as the fact I think he's better in zone. Um, Patrick talked today about getting pretty much already used to having a left-handed center. And that is very different. And there's your one concern out the window. So I, mm-hmm. I think this is uh, Creed Humphrey's job to lose. Well, yeah, and I just want to throw that out there. That is a very different scenario. You don't think about it when you watch players play, but I, I can't think of another left-handed center. I don't think I, I can't think of another left-handed center in the entire NFL. I couldn't tell you. So, I, well, I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> it's not normal that they're snapping left-handed. So it is going to be a different thing. You have to remember – Patrick, it doesn't play a lot under center, but it's going to change things when he does. The ball is also going to rotate differently when he's getting it on the snap from a shotgun perspective. So that also plays into it. So it's all just the little minutia things. This is a perfect time to work that out. I, I agree. That's what these practices are for. Mm-hmm. Now, minicamp will, will bump it up a little bit, but it's still not the end all be all. <clears> this, is, this is knocking the rust. This is enjoying the fact that you have these, right? But it can give you glimpses of the future of what we're going to see in training camp. And two guys in particular, quite frankly, a, a number of guys on the defense. And, and you know me, I'm always going to bring it back to what's going on the defense because of course. It can, it's easily be overshadowed when you have Patrick Mahomes on the other side of the ball. So We're just lucky they don't have any Georgia Bulldogs that you can go after. So, Although Malik Herring is providing a, a, an interesting case, so I'm just going to say that. And that comes into the fact that he plays defensive tackle uh, or defensive end, um, as does Chris Jones now, because yep. he's taking a lot of reps. I think I said it, was it last week, that I thought maybe 20% of his reps might come at end. Evidently, I am incorrect, and it's going to be much, much closer to 40, maybe 40-plus percent of him outside that gives you a lineup of <clears throat> Reed, 
and Nadi inside on first and second down, likely Reed and Wharton on third down with Frank and Chris Jones on the outside. Um, if the NFL isn't scared yet, they ought to get scared pretty quick. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what Chris Jones is able to do if he slimmed down because it sounds like you know if they're going to play him that many snaps at defensive end, he has to have lost weight. He looks like you, to me. Well, no, and I agree with you, but how is he going to be able to move? Because it's a different position. I mean, his pass rush skills are still going to be there, but it's just a, it's a different position. You have to be able to do different things. And you, we, you know, we already talked about this a lot. He's going to be able to give you the stunts. He's going to be able to give you those kinds of different things uh, that a defensive tackle will be used to going the opposite direction. So it's going to be interesting to watch that. But him playing defensive end, I think he's going to love it. And uh, very excited to see him and Frank going from opposite directions. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> it's kind of a theme. I saw a couple of other guys back there. I know they're a little bit lighter. Anthony Hitchens spoke about specifically coming in lighter in order to move better and to take some of, I think, the wear and tear off of his knees probably. At this point in his career, he needs to be concerned about that. But that does two things. A, it should help him move better in the pass game. And we all know that this is going more and more pass-happy league. But it also concerns me a little bit because we saw the opposite happen with Ben Neiman last year. He put on some weight to try to take on a little bit better. It slowed him down to the point that he was noticeably not as, as productive as he was the season before. Anthony may be better in the past, but now they're left with nearly no one that has the girth to come downhill in the run game. That's true, and I'm not going to argue that, but I think it's also going to be offset a little bit with the change in the defensive line and the Mm -hmm. uh, defensive line being able to help keep people off the linebackers as much. Don't get me wrong, linebackers are going to get taken up by offensive linemen. That's part of the game. It's going to happen. But with the with the defensive line the Chiefs are going to be running, I think that's going to be less and less of an issue. And Hitchens will be able to flow a little bit easier, which his extra speed should be able to help him in that regard as well. Uh, I also want to say, uh, I believe it was Spagnola was talking about how they're going to be using Nick Bolton, uh, but it could take some time. Yep. Where does that sound familiar? Yeah, right? <laughs> like every time he's ever said anything about a rookie. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking Willie Gay, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm he, sitting here, I'm going, okay, so you know that he's probably not going to start. And we already kind of knew that. But now it's, okay, when's he going to get on the field? Right. But I like that they're setting that expectation now because then you don't have to put the pressure on the rookie. You give him a chance to learn the system. And we already knew he wasn't going to be starting. And they're probably grooming him for Hitchens' position next year. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a good situation for him. I do too. He also said, you know, Willie and he are both going through and hitting a lot of the playbook. That was Willie's problem at mistake. Like you have to bring him along slowly. I think in terms of the the vastness of what Tyra Matthew said was a very complex system that we run. And that's the key. I agree with you. And even Andy Reid agreed with you about your earlier point. And I call Jaron Reed a force multiplier. And Andy said it was a very sneaky underhanded, like uh, under, um, seen signing because underhanded yeah that was not correct sorry andy (laughs) not putting words in your mouth um but it's under the radar and i think that his presence under that too sure well on something we'll just go through 17 different iterations of it um but i think he makes everybody better especially if they're gonna leave chris out at the edge that much having being able to swap in naughty and tershawn and then Colin Saunders is talking a lot about how he's, he's going to prove some people wrong. 
if Collins rotating in there with those four, it makes sense to me that you feel pretty pretty good with those four and let Chris be out there on the end. I'm looking forward to it. Quicker, faster, more aggressive defense is what I am here for. Let's do this. Well, yeah, and you have to wonder also, you know, Nottie's been in the league for a while, so you kind of know what you have with him. Reed's been in the league for a while, so you kind of know what you have with him. The two guys that you don't really know are Saunders, and you really don't know about Warden. I mean, you know from what you saw last year, but I expect a huge jump from Warden this year. Yeah, He I was so raw last year. There are so many things that he could work on going into year two. And I'm not trying to be critical of the guy, but that's just the way it works in the NFL. You grow from one year to the next, and he's actually had a season where he's going to be able to be around the team the entire offseason, which was a different scenario last year. Uh, and you're not dealing with COVID. You're not dealing with Zoom meetings. You're actually in the building, and you're you know you're doing stuff like that. That is going to help guys, especially like Warden. If he can get his technique down, that's going to be huge and will pay huge dividends for Kansas City uh, late in the season when you're looking for pass rush from the defensive tackle position. Yeah. Don't be worried about Warden. He had a classic D3 type season last year. He hit a rookie wall. That happened. But the fact that there was no OTAs was a disadvantage for him. Yep. This, is a, this is a season where he should take a big leap. We're going to see what happens. And we want to know what you guys think. Do you expect big things for, for Sean Warden? What do you think of Colin Saunders? And I, I was going to say, I think Saunders could take a big leap too. I think he was probably prime to take a big leap last year although he might have been slowed down a little bit as well because of all the things that they didn't get last year that they normally would. Mm-hmm. But I think he going into the, what this is his third year, right? So, uh, you know, he's right in that position as well. You know, can he jump up and improve? Because if he can, Kansas City's defensive line is going to be set. Well, and I'll tell you this. They still have questions at the defensive end position and depth, but they're going to have plenty of pass rush, and they're going to be able to stop the run at least to a good degree at the defensive tackle position. And if they get desperate, Derek Henry's in town. Okay. So naughty Reed, put Saunders behind him and in for hitch. I'm perfectly fine with that. It's going to be funny. You saw him do it week 17 last week, folks. Um, I'm, I'm mostly kidding, but not a hundred percent. Yeah. I do. I do want to say this really, really quickly. Uh, Cause I know we got to go. Interesting. This is June 3rd when we're recording this. No Julio Jones, no Julio Jones news. Yeah, that doesn't shock me. I wonder if it's going to bleed into almost training camp time uh, because he obviously doesn't need to be in this part. It would be great if he was for his new team, but I really can't imagine he's going to be in Kansas City. I keep hearing rumors of he wants a new contract, and guess what? See ya. There's no possible way that's happening here. Yeah. I, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with him um, at, at mandatory minicamp. If it goes beyond that, um, it may go into camp by the time because it sounds yeah. like the Falcons are trying to hold out for some some coinage, and it sounds like people have to meet him in the middle that they're not willing to meet right now. Right, and they're talking I, – I just saw another report right before we started recording saying that it sounds like most of the teams want Atlanta to take on a bunch of the salary. And if that's going to be the case, how's that going to work out? If Julio Jones is wanting a new contract, that's not really going to matter. Right. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't know how it's going to end up working out for Atlanta. I don't think they're going to get anything near what they want for him uh, because everybody knows they have to release him. It's a question of, are you desperate enough? Do you think he can be your guy that will get you the Super Bowl? Yeah. He has a possibility. It's just about getting him paid. Right. I don't think the Chiefs are in anymore. We'll have an update if – 
something does come like that, uh, or if we start to hear inklings. We hope that you guys enjoyed this. Um, and we hope that you're enjoying the video aspect of it. If you're still uh, listening to us only, you can simulcast. We have some of the episodes over on our YouTube channel. Uh, that is under Locked On Chiefs. You can find that as well. Hope that you enjoy your weekend. We'll have more for you starting uh, a release on Sunday night as usual. Thanks for listening to us today. We'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.